to the weekly message from Angel of Joy Lutheran Church, an ELCA congregation located in Lufkin, Texas. Pastor Paul Guy and the family of Angel of Joy invite you to join us for worship at 10.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you should find yourself in our neighborhood, please enjoy this message and visit our website at angelofjoy.org. Dear friends in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In his preaching, the lesson we have from Jesus this morning tends to be sort of on the unsettling side. First, he told this parable where he compared the kingdom of heaven to a field where good seed had been planted and yet... Under cover of darkness, someone came and surreptitiously sowed weeds. When the plants grew, it became clear that the things were not as they had been intended, for the weeds and the wheat were growing up together, sort of intermingled. And when the farmers, the farm's owner asked, was asked if he wanted the weeds pulled up, he said, no, just leave things the way they are for now. Otherwise, you might not only pull out the weeds, but pull up the wheat along with it. At the harvest time, the good and the bad would be properly separated. As often happened, Jesus left the explanation for his parable unclarified, allowing the the audience to kind of sort it out for themselves and be able to apply it to their own lives or their own understanding. And, as usual, when they were alone again, Jesus' own disciples had to ask him to explain the meaning of the story. I'm sure by this time Jesus was long past simply shaking his head and asking himself, When are these boys going to get their act together and stop asking me to explain everything for them? This time, at least, he simply let it all hang out. Well, he said, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man, the field is the world, and the good seed, they're the children of the kingdom. But the weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. The reapers are angels. And when the end of the world comes, everyone who's not a child of God will be gathered together and thrown into a nasty furnace where everyone will be pretty miserable for a long time. But on the other hand, those who are godly will happily shine in heaven forever. And Jesus concluded by warning them, let anyone with ears listen. In other words, this is important, so pay attention. Well, I think pretty naturally, none of us is going to envision ourselves as wicked or a child of the devil. But the dramatic image Jesus painted was pretty scary in its implications. And what came through to me as sort of a sideways view is that 
if your wheat don't get too close to the weeds or you might end up getting burned. Now, if we're the good guys or the wheat, we don't want to look too weedy either. Having said that, let me share a couple of stories that might be of use for you. The first story concerns a letter that a pastor received. It was marked, Please Give to Harry the Usher, and it was handed over to Harry, and this is what it said. Dear Harry, I'm sorry I didn't get your didn't get to know your name, but then you don't know mine either. Well, I'm Gert. Gert at the 10 o'clock service every Sunday morning, and I'm writing you to ask a favor. I don't know the pastor too well, but somehow I feel close to you. I don't know how you got to know my first name, but every Sunday morning you smile and greet me by name, and we exchange a few words. How bad the weather was, how much you liked my hat, and how I was late on a particular Sunday. I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to remember an old woman for the smiles, for your consideration, and for your thoughtfulness. Now for the favor. I'm dying, Harry. My husband has been dead for 16 years and the kids are scattered. It is very important to me that when they bring me to church for that last time, you be there to say, Hello, Gert. Good to see you. If you are there, Harry, I will feel assured that your warm hospitality will be duplicated in my new home in heaven. With love and gratitude, Gert. Well, I happen to think that this world is full of a lot of Harrys, even right here. Right here at Angel of Joy. (coughs) The second story parable, if you will, concerns a certain doctor. On the way back of on on the back of his hallway door hangs a tattered, out of style coat with one sleeve patched and and the pocket frayed. On certain days like Thanksgiving and Christmas, and when, as he says, he begins to feel a bit proud of himself or well off, he wears it with reverence. And when asked about this old coat, the doctor explained its story. (coughs) Many years ago, he was a young intern serving the poor in a crowded city. One night in midwinter, he was awakened by the frantic cries of a child at his door, calling for him to come to an apartment down the street. Well, he trudged through the snow and biting wind to a dingy building, then followed the small girl up a grimy set of stairs to a dimly lit room. He rushed inside to find a distraught father and mother bent over a limp figure on an old iron bed. Frantically, he worked to save the life of their son, but the best of his skill was not good enough. As the boy died... The doctor suddenly began to shiver in that poorly heated tenement house. The grief-stricken father took off his coat and gently wrapped it around the young doctor's shoulders. You need this more than I do. You keep it. Thank you for trying to save our boy. 
The doctor knew that this was the only coat that the poor man owned. It had braved many winters at this little at his little open air vegetable stand on the corner, but the doctor would not have dared refuse it tonight because that old coat was given to him as a sacrament of love and gratitude. And you know what? There are other old coats like that out there. Finally, a scene from the wonderful musical play Man of La Mancha, one of my very favorite Broadway shows. It's the story of the ridiculed Don Quixote who lives the illusion of being a knight of old, battling windmills that he imagines are dragons. Well, near the end of the play, Don Quixote is dying, and at his side is Aldonza, a coarse woman, perhaps even a prostitute. He had met her at an inn in the midst of one of his quests, and through his eyes, he didn't see that that woman of ill repute, he saw a woman who he called Dulcinea. Dulcinea, the sweet one, much to the howling laughter of the local townsmen who knew better. But Don Quixote had loved her in a way unlike she had ever experienced. When Quixote breathes his last, Aldonza begins to sing the impossible dream. As the last echo of the song dies away, someone shouts to her, Aldonza! But she pulls herself up proudly and she says, My name is Dulcinea. You see, the crazy old knight's love had transformed her. And I dare to believe that there are a bunch of crazy old knights out there too. And maybe, just maybe, one of them is sitting in a chair in this very church today. The weeds and the wheat parable is also a parable of the human condition, you know. And so often the weeds seem to be taking over and choking out all decency and compassion. But you know, the Lord, as he said allows them to grow together in the same place at the same time. Well, there will be a separation one day. But our message is that sometimes goodness happens where it's least expected. And sometimes goodness happens where it's most needed. And sometimes by some godly miracle, weeds can even be transformed into wheat. And sometimes we may find ourselves right in the middle of it all. Don't rule out the possibility that an old parable will come to life in your life in your life this week. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please provide feedback on the iTunes podcast page and visit our website at angeljoy.org for more information.